worth it. How's everybody? Yeah? Had a good week? Well, we had a great week at Vacation Bible School. It was a lot of fun. And um, I was going to, I'll just start out and tell you one. You know, they, 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 a lot of children, you have questions, you know. And so we did our, um, you want to get saved today, Wednesday, you know, we, we presented the gospel, and we, who wants to accept Christ? Who wants to receive that free gift of grace? And uh, some kids, you know, of course they did. They talked to Pastor Frank, and like Tara said, 11 of them uh, came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so we praise the Lord. But one little boy came up to me, and he, um, he didn't really have it. He, I think, I believe he already knew that Christ was Lord and Savior. And, uh, but he asked me this. He said, Mr. Preston, where did God come from? Who made God? How did he get here? And you know, I thought about that, and I thought about that, and I didn't know what to say. So I, I said, you know, here's Diane Williams' phone number. You just call her and ask her, and she can help you out. You know, but what a great question, right? I mean, where did God come from? I was thinking, you know, you know I don't really know. We've got to go talk to Pastor Frank. I mean, he just was, wasn't he? The Bible says he just was. And so Vacation Bible School was a lot of fun for us. And it's a privilege that we get to work with Calusa Baptist, not this week coming up, but the next week, to do it all again. And so it'll be a privilege. But, you know, this past week at Vacation Bible School, we taught our children, we taught the children how, uh, how God's creativity is limitless. Do you agree with that? That God's creativity is limitless. I mean, His power and His design are displayed throughout our world. We can see it throughout our world and beyond. Even the smallest DNA particle, Hannah, all the way. She's like, why are you talking to me? You know, all the way, the, the smallest DNA particle, all the way up to the largest star in the galaxy. I mean, how about that? Our God created all those things. His infinite creativity is used to bring glory to himself and to make himself known that's his purpose scripture tells us that that is God's design his his purposeful design gives us evidence that we are to bring glory to his kingdom to bring creation itself is to bring glory to him we can see it demonstrated in the old testament how time after time uh, prophecy was fulfilled we can also see in, in the New Testament how it came alive. And Psalms 139 tells us that God's creativity is, was putting us together from the very beginning of time. He knitted us together. And our ultimate purpose is found in a relationship with God. Who believes that? Your ultimate purpose is found in a relationship with God. So it's only through the power of Jesus that we can really tap into what we were created for. And here's our, our Bible verse that we used this past week for Vacation Bible School. So let's stand as we read God's Word. And we'll read it together because this is what the children came up to Miss Tara and said, hey, if I can say this Bible verse without looking at the screen, because they couldn't read. But, you know, they, they'd get a prize. You're not going to get a prize, but... Uh, let's read the, the Word of God together. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Father God, we praise Your name. Lord God, we thank You for what You've done for each of us. And Lord, how You have called young people 
to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Through Vacation Bible School, we're excited and we're thankful. Lord, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may have a seat. Um, You know, God is the creative creator, if you think about it. God's the only one, think about this, the only one that can take nothing and make something, right? I mean, the, 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 the idea of, of creating something from nothing just kind of blows our mind if you really want to think about it. Um, uh, creation, the account is in Genesis 1. We see it in Genesis 1, and uh, we find that God's great creative power describes, is more described in the book of uh, Job in chapter 38 and 39, if you want to look that up later when you go home. But in, in Psalms 33, we have this on the screen, and we, we can see a more m- uh, a magnitude of the, his ability to create. And look what it says. It says, the heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into his storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. Verse 10. Nope, we don't have verse 10, sorry. So, God created everything. Isn't that cool? It is really cool. You know, and, and, and God had, he created with a purpose, and that's what we, we, we have to understand. This, this message is a, is a simple message, but we, we, if, we, if we're going to, to live it out, uh, we, we have to understand he created with a purpose. And, and, and God uh, has clearly defined a, a plan and a purpose, which is going to last through every generation. You know, every time children are born, every time people come into existence, God has a plan for their life. Do you believe that? Okay. And you know what's important for us, church? We need to lead them in that direction. We need to help people see that he has that plan for them. Um, his, his major purpose is to make himself known through his creation and reveal himself. I mean, can't you go outside and, and, and really see that God exists? I mean, for instance, this oak tree right here that's beside the church. How long do you think it's been there? Three, four hundred years maybe? I mean, a long time. So beautiful, isn't it? So cool. Can you imagine that oak tree if there wasn't sin in the world that broken? How cool would it be? It might be 75 foot tall, Paul. I mean, who knows? But God designed a plan for mankind to be in a relationship with him. And we know this how. It only happens through Jesus. What's uh, John 14 say? John 14, 6? I know we know it. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through me. And so you think about this. Jesus is the center of God's plan. Have you seen the Da Vinci painting of the Last Supper? We've all seen that, right? No? Probably? Okay, good. <laughs> so it, it, this, is, this is an illustration in that painting. We see that uh, the, the guy who painted it, Da Vinci, he, he designed it so that the piece, so that Jesus' face was the focal point of the, pa- the, the painting because he's right in the center. I mean, so he, the, the perspective is, is the drawing in such a way that all the lines are, are pointing and they kind of converge, apparently, what I read, because I don't know anything about painting. 
But apparently all the lines converge at his forehead so that Jesus is the focal point. This is where, like, the, the, the guy who painted it, his idea, his intentions was to make Jesus the center of the painting so that whenever people was looking at the painting, they came right back to the center, to where Jesus was. Jesus is literally the center of the painting. And then, like I said, that's no accident. He designed it for that. And this is how God has designed life to be enjoyed if we put Jesus at the center of our life. I mean, he calls us to have life in abundant, doesn't he? And how do we get that abundant life? Through joy when we have Jesus in the center of our life. You know, this is, this is, this is, what we, this is how we find true happiness. Think about this. How humbling is it to think that even though God is infinitely powerful, and creative, he wants to know me? He wants to know us personally? I mean, he doesn't just want to know, like, my first and last name or that I even exist. He really wants to know us personally in a real way. And, you know, only through Jesus can we discover his love and the purpose that he has for our lives. And I think that, you know, when, uh, you know, finding our, our God-given purpose um, with surrendering our lives to Christ and following him, this is the pattern God wants for us. I mean, do you, uh, we, we were telling the children that, you know, we, we simplified it in some ways, but we, we, we kind of talked to them uh, we do this by repenting of our sin, by, by saying, Lord, uh, I, I don't want to sin no more. I, please help me not to. Help me turn away from my sin and turn toward you is what we were teaching the children, children to have them trust in the work of Jesus Christ and what the cross did for them. This is what we as a church know as what? The biblical salvation. Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Amen? That's what he died for you, right? And so... Think about this, as followers, no matter what talent we have or what gift has been given to us, we've been given these gifts or these talents so that we can make God known and bring glory to Him, right? Good. I just want to make sure y'all are awake because some of you got your eyes closed. I'm not going to say any names out loud, just kidding. (laughs) So next, for a couple moments, I just want to discuss a few ways that we as Christians... Uh, can embrace our creative power. You know, you think about it, it kind of sounds a little marvel, but Genesis 1-1, we know it. I don't have it on the screen. And you know what it says? In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and in the earth. So the very first picture that we see catches God in the act of creating. I mean, you know, we are a precious creation of God, but we're not just that. We, we are powerful creators with God, if you think about it. We have uh, the, we have the holy author, authoritation to, to use the power to create in every area of our lives. Think about this. The closer that you, have you ever seen people draw closer to God? What did you see when that happened? They're, uh, they're more imaginative. They have more imagination. They're, they're, 
I know that for whenever I decided to follow God, I became more uh, stronger. I mean, had more courage, you know. I, I, I felt that it was you know, not me but him, right? Think about Peter. You know, do you think he thought about walking on water until he looked out there and saw Jesus walking on the water? Probably never even thought about it. What about Martha? Did she ever think that she was going to see Lazarus come out of the tomb and be raised from the dead? No, not until she heard what Jesus had in mind. She never thought about it, I'm sure. Jesus' followers, they, they, they probably never imagined that Calvary wasn't the end until they witnessed that it wasn't. Until they witnessed Jesus after he'd come back to them and showed himself to them and said, oh, well, wow, never saw that coming. There was um, no following Jesus without taking in the, the possibilities that he inspired day in and day out. It's impressive, I think, that God likes creativity. Um, God made us, you and I, for fellowship. He, he uh, made us to uh, express ourselves and share with each other. Uh, he gave us the ability to respond to each other in love and to share that with others. That's, that's our, our goal in, 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 in the life of a Christian. You know, it's not to tell them the, the, who, who made God. I mean, that's, that's a good question. But you know the biggest job for us, you and I, is just to love each other. You know, if we can do that, we're going to be doing what God has called us to be. And, and so, that being said, I want to share a couple of principles about creativity and, and how we can use our gifts and talents to bring glory to God. The first one is, if, if the Word is in us, what is this? The Bible. What's in it? God's Word. What's it tell us? Everything we need to know. Are there any mistakes? Mm -mm. That's what I tell the children, right? Colossians uh, 3.16, I think we have it on the screen. No, we don't. It is. Here it goes. It says this, Colossians 3.16, Let the Word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, Spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So the biblical command is quite simple, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Let the word dwell in your hearts richly. Let the word in and we will have the grace to praise the Lord and encourage others. When we simply let the word say what it says, there's nothing that we need to really do other than share God's word with them, and then love on the person, right? You know, we, we, we need to note, we need to note that uh, creative expression is a God-given gift to all people, not just people who sing good like Miss Tara or uh, uh, articulate themselves like Pastor Frank. <laughs> or uh, I, I used earlier uh, Jack Richards, he's a really good drawer, you know, or like Miss Stella Lucky who paints well. Um, this, is, this is for all the church. Uh, expression given to glorify God, right? Okay, so when the Word of God is in our hearts, our gifts of expressions will be glorifying, God glorifying, amen? 
Second thing is I believe that there is no secular or sacred. In Colossians 17, I'm sorry, Colossians 3.17, the next verse, it says, And whatever you do, Tara's favorite word, the second one, whatever, uh, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. That whatever is a pretty broad word, isn't it? I mean, it isn't constricted to church services or worship leading or mission trips or Bible study. Uh, we don't have to divide things into Christian or otherwise. I mean, it's just whatever. It's anything. And, and you know, if we're living in the reality of, of God and, and the gospel and the Holy Spirit will show us what God doesn't think is glorifying in our life. He's going to, the Holy Spirit of God is going to say, you know, Preston, that's probably like not bringing glory to God the way you're acting or treating that person. Right? He's going to reveal that to me. And everything else that he reveals to me is free game to glorify him with. I, I, I feel like I need to ask myself each day, how are you bringing glory to God? In words or in deed, not just one or the other. You know, every act and every word of our lives can express thanks to God. Third thing is expression is a catalyst for joy and fellowship. Who likes to have joy in their life? I know some of you don't because you walk around and you, you, you know. But really and truthfully, I know you really do. Um, 1 John 1, 3 through 4 says this. It says, that which, I think, nope, is it not on the screen? I didn't put that one on the screen. So you can write it down if you want to look at it later. 1 John 1, 3 through 4, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also have, been, that you also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we have written so that you, so that your joy may be full. You want full joy? Yes. That's John 1 John 1, 3 through 4. So life's about fellowship, isn't it? Life's about fellowship. The Godhead had fellowship with one another together. And then they created man and enjoyed fellowship with him as well. Jesus died to restore that fellowship that we jacked up, okay, which our sins had broken, you know. And, and by faith in him, we've also received what? The Holy Spirit of God that dwells within us is what we were teaching our kids, that the power in them is that of God. And that shouldn't be taken lightly. And, you know, uh, in our hearts, I believe this enables communion with God and with other people. And as people, you think about this, think about this. We see things a little differently, don't we? I mean, we see things a little differently. We all know God personally, some of us maybe, um, and, and God saw it fit to make us the church, the body of Christ, you know, and I think to put it plainly, uh, we need each other's perspective on who God is to really truly fully understand God. I mean, because if I just take my perspective all the time, I mean, that's, that's dumb for me. It shouldn't be that way. I need to know your perspective and your perspective so I can understand more, fully understand God to his fullness. You know, as we, as we listen to the word and live in light of the gospel, 
we will find um, creative inspiration. And I don't know about you, but when I think about God wanting to know me personally, it just, it just makes my, I don't know, it just makes me like, why? You know, because I know my past. <laughs> I, know, I know my sin that I turned from. And, you know, it should be a great question that we ask ourselves. Why does God want to know me personally? And the answer is here. You know why? Because he loves us. It's that simple. We don't understand that kind of love. We, we don't. But since God is the master creator... Let me leave this quote with you from Billy Graham. You all know him? Raise your hand if you don't know Billy Graham. You're, okay, he's probably one of the greatest evangelists to ever walk the face of the earth. When he gave an invitation, thousands of people came to know Christ. He was a great, great, great man of God. And Billy Graham said it like this, Nothing made by the hand of man has ever been so beautiful as starlight on the water or moonlight on the snow. And the same hand that made trees and fields and flowers, the seas and the hills, the clouds and the sky, has been making a home for us called heaven. Jesus loves you. This is what we told our children. And he wants to know you personally. Amen? Amen. God is good. And so here's the question. Maybe, maybe it's the first time. I mean, some of you raised your hand. You never heard of Billy Graham before. I think that's kind of crazy. Not that's bad, but, you know, he's been around for like 195,000 years, and he just passed away not too long ago. I mean, my point is, maybe you don't know that Jesus loved you that much. Maybe you never realized that your sin was keeping you from drawing closer to God. Maybe you just need to say, Lord, forgive me. Help me turn away from my sin. I trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. I believe that He is the true Son of God and that He gave His life on a cross for me so that I could have freedom from my sin. And yet He rose from the dead so that I too shall have eternal life with Him. Maybe you need to just say that and ask God to come into your life. If that's you, we're going to stand and Miss Tara is going to come and lead us in a hymn of invitation. So please stand. And if you just need to come up here and pray, You can do so too. So uh, God is calling you.